welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and I'm feeling self-conscious about this intro right now because I'm <laughs> I'm sitting across the table from this week's guest, uh, my good friend Tim Barr, um, and I said I was going to do the intro. This eliminates like a whole 20-minute thing that I have to do later, so thank you, man. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just trying to save time, be efficient. So Tim's sitting here just looking awesome with his athletic brewing hat. <laughs> Does it count if I mention it? Yeah, it counts if you mention oh, it. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, dude. So yeah. I want to talk about a lot of things, actually. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. True. Um, I think it was Run, Rabbit, Run was the last episode. And we had yeah. your wife. We had your coach, Hillary. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And it was super cool. And we got to hear about like the ups and downs of that race where you hit like a really low point at one point right um right. this week i want to bring you on because i want to talk about leadville 100 which you did as a part of Leadman, which is like you'll have to explain right right um and you hit an even lower point there and i witnessed it <laughs> i didn't think it was possible <laughs> i don't know if you why do we do this <laughs> why do we do this yeah so i want to get to all that um but i thought we should start with golden hell week which me and you just completed or accomplished because if we did leadville 100 and then got to golden hell week it would be like you know like the wind would be out of the sails oh yeah by the way we did this cool thing yeah sweet yeah exactly so let's start with that so um you and i were awake every morning at like 5 a.m running trails what is golden hell week and uh yeah can you kind of explain it I wish I knew the total history of Golden Hell Week, but the big idea was is um, there's there's a guy or a group of founders or something. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly who started it, but um, the idea is there's like five pretty gnarly mountains in Golden, yeah. and somebody thought it would be fun to set roots on those five mountains, and you have five days starting on Monday of Hell Week to go run those five routes and it's a virtual race. So you post your time, your completion time and a link to your like Strava profile or whatever yeah. of the run yeah. after every run. And there's a virtual leaderboard and, and rankings and it's grown. I think we did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, even since then, I think there were like over 90 finishers this year. So like compared to the 30 there were in 2020 or something that's like, cool. this is, yeah so it's becoming a thing it's yeah. pretty fun it's really just like a cool excuse for the trail running community by us to go out and have an excuse to go up those mountains like yeah. i'm gonna be honest man like every day last week i was in a great mood yeah. and i realized i was like oh it's because i started my day with a trail run and granted it was at 5 a.m in the complete dark the whole time but like it just made me feel better it was a cool thing. Like I got, like I thought I was gonna be super tired, like every single day. Yeah. Just because I mean you're getting up, you know, you say 5 a.m. But it was 4:50. It's a big difference for me. 4:50 yeah. versus 5 a.m. Yeah. I know you're up at like four o'clock every day. And but. it's I cry every day, <laughs> every day. But yeah, after the first run, we went and ran this route called Apex, and um, that was on Monday. That one was the hardest for me. It was hard, yeah, yeah. just to like get yourself into it and um, and and just put yourself out there because yeah. they're, they're time trials, right? Like you're going full out all the way up these climbs, and then you're just running as hard as you can down these. Hills. Dude, that was the other thing that was different is I'm not used to going fast, quote unquote, and mm -hmm. that was fast for me. It was like, fast, yeah, because we were trying to like have good times. It was funny because usually 
me, you and our friend Joel will just kind of like chat and hang out like on our Wednesday morning runs. And this was like we'd talk for the first like two minutes and then <laughs> just be us to be like trying to breathe. I knew you were working hard because you're like chatty Kathy at 5 a.m. And like Chris is totally quiet. It's like, hey, guys, how's it going? And that was about it. And then. <laughs> Then it was just, I just hear like breathing just, behind uh, me. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good though. It felt like a, you know, it felt like a dream when the week was over. It was like, whoa, like we just, yeah, we just did that. That was pretty cool. It almost like even our normal Wednesday morning runs feel like a dream to me where I get through my day at school teaching and I'm like, did I run? <laughs> and then I think about it, I'm like, I did, but I was like, ha and then with the days I don't see you guys, I'm like, must be half awake through the whole entire run. Cause I get home and I'm like, did I actually go out and run? I'm like, oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I yeah. I, I love it though. Like community is really super cool. And it was fun this year just to go out and yeah. just, and just go hit it. Cause I think you did like two or three of the runs with us last year. And yeah. So it was fun to just hit the whole series. Yeah, I think dude. we have some big plans for next year. We're not going to let those out of the bag yet, though. No, ultra hell week. It's going to be ultra hell week. <laughs> and, yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, I do just want to give you props, though, and ask you, like, we would be together for the most part on the climbs. And then as soon as we turned to go downhill, you would disappear into the distance and I was, I was felt like I was running those downhills hard. And I was like, how in the world is he doing this? I just, I would just fall. <laughs> I was just rolling. That's why you never saw me. I would just clip my foot and just roll down the hill. Did you go into like a weird headspace of like, how do I explain it? Like almost like, not like fearlessness, but like almost like masochism where it's just like <laughs> i'm going down and if i fall i fall like that no okay. no yeah no i um it it's funny i thought i was talking to julie about it my wife and um we were just uh, i think i have a i have a lower center of gravity like i'm shorter <laughs> you know i mean i just like bounce down no i've been um i've been feeling really good uh on the downhills like surprisingly yeah after like I think it's been five or six weeks since since Leadville, yeah, and um and that was really really bad. So I'm I'm pretty stoked that I can run downhill. But um, no, I I feel good. And and like the nice thing about running at night is you can only see, literally like what's like I love running at night for that reason. Like yeah. you only see what's in your like field of vision from your headlamp, and then I have an ultra bright headlamp, and so it's it was um. It was fairly easy to just kind of like pick out the rocks and pick out my route. Galbraith yeah. was really tough though. I was slow. That one's rocky. Slow going down that, yeah. and um, just it was so rocky and hard. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool, man. Well, congrats. Yeah. You'd beat like you beat me on a couple by like five minutes, and I'm like, we were together at the top. I don't so think he, I beat you by five minutes. You did yeah, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> the lookout one. <laughs> when we got down, I was like, maybe five. Yeah, maybe, maybe on lookout. That one yeah. was like five minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, like how? <laughs> it was crazy. I was trying to break an hour, on. Yeah, you were booked. I was like an hour. I was like an hour and two minutes or something in 2020, and so yeah. I was like trying to get under an hour, and I was, I think I was one hour and like 30 seconds or something yeah so i didn't do it didn't quite get there almost but next time next time next yeah. time dude okay so i do want to ask you this so i've seen it now um it's been interesting because i've ran with you this was more like a not a race but like an event where you're pushing yeah so i gotta run with you while you're pushing um i got to observe you at desert when you were pushing 
and then I got to observe you at Leadville this year. And so I just want to ask, like, there's this competitive part to you that comes out in these events, I think. Like, can you speak to that at all? Or is that something you kind of like, do you, does that just, just come out at the events or what? Um, like, do you well, consider yourself competitive? Yeah. Like just, just in life, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like I definitely have a competitive drive. Yeah. I think it's, it's humbling. This sport is super humbling though, because I'm not, I'm not a crazy good runner. Like I just, I'm just, I'm just not, when you look at even just golden hell week, for example, there were like 90 finishers. I think I was like in the, in the teens yeah. somewhere in terms of like overall. So, um, it, it's, I, I just want to do like the best I can do for, for myself. And I feel like super, um, just, just really blessed, I guess that I'm at the age I'm at and I can run the way I run and yeah. I feel like it's a gift and, uh, I want to be able to just live that gift the best I can. Yeah. And, and it's fun. Like, I mean, competing, even if it's just with your friends or desert rats yeah. or, or whatnot, it's really fun. I think that's why, and we'll get into Leadville a little bit, but I think there was a, there was a dark side to that, that I experienced this year that I just hadn't, hadn't really thought about like in a lot of depth, uh, up until this year, but, um, yeah, it's fun. I'm competitive at work. Like I want to just, and it, it's more, so it's not like I want to beat everybody else. I just, yeah. I just want to just live up to our potential. Well, and yeah. you know, from interviewing you on the podcast, but also mostly just for our Deserats film, like there's part of you that seems like you're really competitive against yourself mostly and competitive against this notion of like self-doubt you know and there's mm -hmm. like a really like without spoiling our movie which still hasn't come out but <laughs> but you've soon, seen soon. at this point yeah. um there's a part where you talk about self-doubt and how like overcoming that do you think that's kind of like something that you strive towards in all these events or what yeah it's a big th it's a big theme i was just actually um i i run a run a company here in in denver and i was just talking to my my boss is in new york and i was talking to the ceo actually of our company uh today this afternoon and and we were chatting just about all the stuff going on and we have like performance reviews and those sort of things and, yeah um we have to self-rate ourselves like as part of this review process yeah. and it's super uncomfortable yeah. for me i mean i looked through i looked through the you know the standard written job description if you will and i'm like i'm doing pretty well like i execute at a pretty high level on all of these bullet points but then when i think about like where we're at right now as an office based on the three years that i've been there i like i'm like i would give myself like a c yeah you know, I just, it's just like, we're not there. And I do that with my sport and it's, um, and I talked about it a little bit, I think after desert rats, because in some ways it's, you can be a realist, but it can also be self-sabotage. Like, um, yeah. and I do it all the time, like yeah. constantly. And I think we're, we're always wrestling with this. Like, it's like, Hey, you know, you compliment someone after a run, like, Hey, like great run. And then the first thing they'll say is like, yeah, I was, I was just really tired. So you like berate, you know, you belittle yeah. yourself right after someone gives you a compliment, and and I try to be aware of that and not do that. Yeah. But it's I'm very uncomfortable with compliments. I'm totally that person. It's like hard, right? Like, you do, you you're doing an awesome job. I'm like, 
thanks <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me i don't know why why is that that's so weird where gratitude should be like thank you yeah you know and let those people speak life into you yeah and take that and absorb it yeah but, um yeah the the whole thing is just like you take two steps forward one step back and so you're just never quite as far along as you as you could be maybe you yeah know? and do you think like i don't know because i do i feel like i do that with a lot of things like even this podcast where it's like yeah but like i don't know like I, at times i'm like maybe i'm holding myself back on purpose and intentionally and i don't know it's hard to define it and then it's hard to like combat it when you catch yourself doing that right yeah i i get it you know yeah and i think it's it's also it's a sign of humility too i think for for all of us and that's good like, though you like, know it's, it's good a good to be thing humble and have humility yeah because we all know those people that are out there you know just kind of just banging their chest a little bit yeah. i just don't i don't think that's the majority of our sport but i do think that you know especially when it comes to ultra running yeah um it beats the humility into you <laughs> yeah maybe you know or or maybe some people you know sign up for something just so they can say they did it yeah and um sometimes you get humbled and sometimes you don't but yeah. it's uh everybody's got their own why so it's like i'm not there to to judge what that is but um i just i think the older you get you know the more you find like it's just really important to make sure that you just stay grounded and yeah i might not always be able to run so like i yeah. want to just be thankful for the time i do have that i can run and um hopefully inspire others to get out there and do the same yeah. and, and just do the best i can while I'm, yeah that's while I'm awesome it, you know man. so no i we've talked we've talked at our 5 a.m runs where i'm with chatty kathy and uh we were talking a couple of weeks ago just about like even if people sign up for the external reward like to get to say that i did xyz whatever that is for like an ultra run yeah um there's something about the sport that really kicks them in the teeth sometimes and makes them realize these deeper lessons where after you finish you're like oh that was actually it wasn't about me getting the medal it was actually about me discovering this other level of myself or whatever like a deeper sure. kind of message but that's why i like it man yeah because i'm like i'm almost like i don't think you could sign up for an external re i think you could sign up for an external re reason but i think by the time you're done with the event you're gonna learn something internally yeah like it's yep. just gonna happen well like um at the at, at the Leadville 100, there's always a, you know, there's always just kind of like a motivational speech they give you before the race starts. Yeah. But they'll, they say like in both the bike this year and the run, they're like, look, like motivation is going to disappear, <laughs> you know, and then it becomes all about commitment. Yeah. At that point. And so that's, you know, the whole speech up there is like, I commit, I won't quit, you know, and it's, it's kind of a fun thing and the whole crowd like sings it, but. Uh, it's so true it's like you're you're out like having a few beers with your buddies and you sign up for the you know local 10k or whatever it might be or a bigger race and then you know and it it's pretty you're like oh wait i have to train like i have to get up at four in the morning and go run like it just gets real at a certain point yeah. so um it's you know how much can you understand motivation is cool i think we talked about that in the first podcast yeah. but um yeah, yeah. But I like the idea about so commitment because, mm -hmm. like, you got to just got to go. And just do once it, you man. sign up, you're committed now. Right. And yeah. if you're the type of person that you're like, hey, if I commit to something, like, it's going to happen one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. You committed to the lead man this summer, which is every event in Leadville, pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, you explain it. You're the lead man. 
What am I? You just did it. You just yeah. I'm just, you just uh, explained it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, I, I it's I I love I, just personally I love I love Leadville. It was the first it was the first trail race I ever did was the Leadville Heavy Half uh, with some buddies. Same sort of thing, you know. Out like oh we should go do this race. So I I did that, um, and I just I love being up there. I yeah. love the I love the city. I love the town. I love the spirit of the race. Um, sometimes they get some flack for being a, you know, a corporate race, but I just think that there's just really, um, they've really just done a good job of just breathing life into the town and making it super exciting for the people that are there. So you just get this like modern sense of like old history. Like it's just a awesome place to be. It's like what you imagine when you think of like a Western town. Absolutely. Like a Colorado town. Like it's Leadville. Leadville Leadville is Colorado. And it's rough, right? You're it's at yeah. ten thousand feet. It's not Breckenridge. It's yeah. not Vale, and it never will be because it's you know the winters are super brutal. Yeah, and there's some fun stuff, but like that's what p- keeps people kind of down in the down in the valley, if you will. <laughs> like yeah, of, it's like rough, rowdy. What other like good Colorado <laughs> adjectives? Just untamed. Like, <laughs> no, they still do burrow races there. They it's do burrow cool, races. Yeah. They got what's the days? The boom days. Boom days. They just explode stuff. I guess or something. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go up there for that. But no, I. I'd they love, have saloons. Yeah. <laughs> they do like legitimate <laughs> saloons that you know Doc Holiday used to go into and that that are still there. That's and, crazy, man. Um. But yeah, like I love, I, I just love it there. Yeah. It's just a super cool place. And um, so just kind of over the years of doing races there, it's it's just gotten to the place where I've done, um, I've done everything. I had done everything up there besides like the bike race, yeah, um, stuff. And there's um, there's you can sign up for this thing called Leadman that basically it's like one entry fee and it grants you entry into the marathon, the fifty. So the marathons in June it is all within 10 weeks. And so the marathons yeah. in June, the 50 miler is in July, um, on what they call silver rush weekend. Okay. And then in August is kind of the crux of, of the race. So within a week you do the hundred mile mountain bike, which is like 104 yeah. miles on a mountain bike with 13,000 feet of climbing. Um, the next day you wake up and you do a 10 K run, which you go down the boulevards. So there's like 600 feet of, of climbing in the, this 10 K run. So it's not like a chip shot, Yeah, you know, and then the following Saturday is the hundred mile run. So Jeez. it's within, you know, seven, eight days or whatever you're doing yeah. those events. And so the, the first two are kind of a warm up, and then you really just hit those, those three, uh, within like a week. And, yeah. um, that's what makes it so difficult, uh, yeah. to do, but I, you know, it's like, what's the next challenge? You know, you always like, I keep wanting to kind of like, just push, push myself and just kind of see what I can do. And like, I'm not a mountain biker. Yeah. And, um, I was you know, terrified all the way up until like, really I finished uh, yeah. the mountain bike. Well, I like, remember that was the big, like you were all spring and summer making sure you got all those m- biking hours, you know? Yeah. And you were pushing hard on that just trying to get distance and trying to get yeah. comfortable and um you know you're spending 10 to you know i get the fast people are like eight but you're still spending eight to 12 hours in, in on a mountain bike in the saddle That's like rough. riding over mountains and yeah. it's not super technical but you're still on a mountain bike the whole time yeah um so i just wanted to make sure i was prepared for that yeah but 
So before we get to that part, the first couple events, the marathon, the 50 miler, was there any like standout moments to that? Like, was it cool showing up the first race with your lead man tag and seeing the other lead man? Yeah, the community is... Lead man and lead woman. The community is so cool. (laughs) Like, you get this, like, you get a different color bib. Yeah. And um, so you're, you know, and I had a couple of friends that were kind of in the in the game on that, but it was it was cool because even the spectators would, you know, they they didn't know your name or anything, but they're like, "Let's go, lead man!" Yeah, yeah. And it just gives you a little boost of like, "Heck yeah, man! I'm yeah. out here doing the whole series." Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it was a it was a pretty cool deal. But yeah, there's a great community, and I got to know um, several of the other lead man athletes like throughout the journey, and yeah, um, you cool. really bond together with these people. So that was cool. That was cool. Um, the marathon I just went into just kind of like I didn't really have really with any of the races I didn't really have any goals other than like just I just need to finish and just get through it yeah so the marathon I just stayed where my feet were at like if I felt like I was just in a low point I would just kind of embrace it I did a really good job of just being present and um it was it was my slowest time I ran the marathon three times and uh, it was my slowest time up there but like intentionally so I just kind of wanted to cruise it not get hurt just kind of just yeah enjoy the day and i did i had like a really good day and you saw our friend joel a rare joel racing sighting joel is like one of those mountain guys who just just loves running in the mountains like just being free majestic hair blown in the wind you know yeah man like running along like a golden retriever yeah through the hills he's like the anton kapichka that doesn't race yeah he just loves like the journey and um but he raced that one he raced it was, was it weird cool. yeah it was kind of weird like <laughs> he uh he has he has a competitive side too he won't admit it but i know he, he does i know he definitely side. does deep down and yeah. i feel like remember didn't i say like there was going to be a race where he just lets out the competitive side yeah like he's just chained up at the beginning i don't know if we've seen it yet yeah and then he just goes yeah yeah i want to be there i want to watch it me too man me too (laughs) but yeah it was cool he was at the marathon and the marathon is awesome if people haven't done it like go do the heavy half of the marathon it's it's their biggest event and um yeah the community is awesome it's just super fun i had a friend one of my friends flew out from san diego uh like or i guess he lives in mammoth mountain now but yeah, yeah he like flew out and, and ran it like it's, cool. it was cool it yeah. was a lot of fun yeah and then the 50 miler i don't even think i i can't remember if i asked you we had grand plans this summer of doing an episode like recording like a 10 minute re- race report from remember do you remember this oh i was like yeah Tim, but you were gone for the marathon yeah and i was so like we should do this we just totally and then failed we, yeah we failed that happens to grand plans. That's sometimes. all right. It wasn't that exciting. <laughs> so 50 miler though. 50 miler was hot. Like yeah. I don't remember. I remember a couple things from that race. It was it was really really hot out. Um, I stayed within myself, but I started getting because of the heat. I was I was throwing up a little bit on the top of like Ball Mountain. Like not like severely, not run rabbit run style, but <laughs> um, yeah. I just I couldn't. I was just couldn't hold some stuff down. So I had to like slow down and, and uh, just sit in the shade for a little bit at an aid station. Yeah. But ironically, like even though I, I bounced back really well on that too, I just kind of like took my time and um, I had an amazing finish. Like the last 10 miles I was like thrown down. I think I 
like and i pr that course this year which was kind of cool that's amazing like i finished super super strong yeah um but i had kind of that dip in the middle of the race and i just had to kind of problem solve and figure it out yeah um but I felt really good about my finish there. That was awesome. Yeah. And then the bike um, ride was the big one, though. I was terrified for the bike. Yeah. So I, I did, um, like, I did my first Ironman in 2009. And at that race, there were, I think, 2,300 swimmers, right, in Canada, like, standing on the sand, like, <laughs> waiting for the gun to go off. Yeah. And I, like, lost, I could not sleep for, like, a week thinking about this, like, swim start. Just terrified and terrified of getting swum over terrified of everything going wrong because i mean it's just that sounds kind of terrifying a lot of people right like going out there and i um i messaged my friend who i had done a bunch of racing with um who was done the mountain bike a ton of times and i was just like he was like hey man like good luck and i was like hey man like i'm i'm terrified of this mountain bike like the same way i was that swim start in canada and uh, he messaged me back and he goes isn't it cool that after all the stuff we've done, we can still scare ourselves. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty freaking cool that we can still get a little terrified yeah. for like what's to come because that mountain bike up there. And I didn't realize this when I signed up for it, but that, I mean, there's 1800 cyclists like hitting this hundred mile mountain bike course. And, um, you see video and I've heard war stories of just of like super gnarly crashes coming down power lines. i like people crossing wheels. Um, I've had more friends than I can count DNF the bike yeah. for various reasons, nutrition problems, not hitting cutoffs, crashing out. And, and so or like bike problems, bike right? problems, mechanicals, yeah. like all the stuff that can kind of go wrong. And so I was really worked up, like yeah. unhealthily worked up, um, for the bike. And, um, so what does that look like? Like the week leading up for you, like not sleeping or yeah, or just what? all the, just the nerves, like your stomach, you yeah. just can't eat right. You're just, um, and I was up there alone. Julie was, she had something else going on. So I was just like staying in this yeah. hotel room and, um, you know, getting up to the start line and, and, you know, it's a knock on, not a necessarily huge knock on mountain bikers, but they're pretty serious. I mean, compared to the run crowd, like these mountain biker guys and women are like pretty yeah pretty hardcore like they're spinning they're like on these ten thousand dollar bikes that's what i was gonna ask so you came from like a triathlon background and i'm assuming you saw people really serious about it super yeah, yeah. like triathlon so. like even so yeah. like it'd be like the next <laughs> level up for a mountain bike uh but do you think it's something to do with equipment like once you put that much money invest that much money into equipment now for whatever reason you're going to be more serious about it i don't know maybe i thought about this afterwards like we should do a a serious like a um like a scale of like sports seriousness <laughs> yeah because it's bowling like, at the bottom at the bottom <laughs> well unless you know well i guess if you're yeah. really serious bowler yeah or like serious <laughs> cornhole guys but um yeah no i i think there's something to do with that and i also think there's a mentality like when i would when i did triathlon it's all about your splits it all, it's all about your wattage yeah, yeah. it's all about like people on the um facebook forum for the 100 mile mountain bike this i mean this one guy like broke it he's like i'm gonna break the course down for you and the first climb is this this many you know my or like this many miles if you ride it at this cadence at this wattage like you'll hit the top in this amount of time and i'm like holy crap that's too much math going on i just try to ride my bike up the hill 
Yeah. But I mean, people like it seriously, like, um, like the calculation that you have to do. So yeah, there's like a really like serious methodical, like calculated yeah. like thing that comes with cycling that, um, runners like for the most part, just run unless you're like trying to hit splits on a marathon road marathon or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And equipment like runners buy shoes and a pack and some nutrition and yeah, you know, cycling costs of four. I mean, I can't even tell you how much money I dropped just on my old you know 2015 mountain bike just yeah. to try to get it ready it was like might as well just bought a new rig you know my mountain bike right now is being held together by uh zip ties <laughs> in certain areas there's a couple areas with zip ties around and i'm like yeah dude it works it works it's good Let's i wouldn't go. be able to make it though it might it would oh. probably fall apart in a hundred yeah. mile mountain bike ride it's crazy. so it makes it's sense crazy. to me why yeah. people would be that invested because like you don't want to have be in good shape you don't want to be all trained up and then have like an equipment failure totally. so i'm like i get it i totally would understand yeah. that mindset I think. and the water like all of it all of it plays in and and i you know my brain works that way a little bit so yeah. there, it, there's a fun aspect to it and, yeah um but yeah i was like i was super terrified of that and so it was a wave start thing mm. and so the the bike like there were no real crazy things that happened on the bike um except for like at the beginning of the bike you ride out of leadville and it's all downhill for like the first like three or four miles and it's fast and so like you're in this group of like 200 and it reminded me of like my road racing days where you're like you know you're definitely going like 30 plus miles an hour and you're going down this hill by the cemetery and i'm getting ready to go around this corner and like my pedals like freeze up and i'm like oh my god like what's <laughs> going on and um some guy behind me goes you just dropped your chain just like flew off your bike and because i'd gone over a bump or something oh. and i was like no <laughs> and so i had to like as people are just blowing by me like i'm just yelling out like don't hit me <laughs> and so finally the whole pack goes by yeah. and I'm just solo and I yeah. had to pull over the side of the road and get my chain back on and then try to get back on the group. But yeah. I was already like way dropped. Oh. So I was like between uh, my wave and the, and the wave behind me. But I think in some ways it was good. Cause I, I kind of just, my nerves settled down a yeah. little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you're not around then, 200 other people. Exactly. I was able to just climb and take my time. Yeah. And, um, and I, did great with nutrition and um when did you realize you're gonna finish in time when i got back <laughs> when i finished <laughs> yeah well when i got back off of um the columbine climb because it's it's a net uphill gain that's bigger on the way out than it is on the way back and okay. so when i got back down to like twin lakes yeah um my friend james and his wife hillary and their kids uh, crewed me and i got back down off that mountain got some food and stuff and and i knew i was just like all right cool the time cutoffs on the way out are super aggressive. And then I had, um, I had a lot of time in the bank yeah. coming back in and I was like, I'll get in, yeah. I'll get in under the 12 hours that I need That's to. Awesome. So that was really cool. Yeah. It would have yeah. been <clears throat> like, I'm, you may not have admitted it to yourself, but if you wouldn't have made it, how devastated do you think you would have been? Oh, it would have sucked. Like deep yeah. inside, yeah, maybe outwardly. Sucked you know i don't know i i think i would have been i would have been really bummed yeah um i would have been really bummed on to not make that bike cut off yeah yeah i was nervous about it i met a couple of people while i was at the run at the aid station just talking with people and stuff and i met a few who 
they were crewing people who were doing lead man, but they missed the bike cutoff by like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, but then I was like, man, the like tenaciousness to come out and still do the run. Right. Even though, you know, like you didn't, you're out of lead man. You already like are out of the event kind of. Yeah. And then to come out and do the run, I'm like, I mean, that speaks to tenacity, but also speaks to just like the love of, that race probably exactly yeah. like we, what we do why we do what we do yeah man um but then yeah. you had a then you had a 10k and i was yeah. like strategy no dude walk I, that shit <laughs> i know right <laughs> that's like, strategy <laughs> that's what i thought that's what i thought um but i um I, I don't know i i had a great i think i ran i think i ran like 50 minutes or something on the 10k that's like, awesome i mean it's dang dude i know i felt great and yeah. you're going out like you're you're going downhill for the first half you know so i just kind of cruised that and then um it was like this total false sense of hope because i i felt like <laughs> superman like i told i got i was just like i just ran i just like killed that 10k yeah and i just ran the 100 i was like i am like in the peak fitness i've ever been in yeah and i I feel great. Like yeah. I'm just going to rest all week and I'm going to go slay this hundred miler. Yeah. Like really in my head, I was just super overconfident about like, I was like, you know what? I just want to finish the hundred miler. But in my head, I was just like, I think I'm going to just, I think I'm going to have like the best day ever I've had on the hundred run. This is the greatest buildup to the hundred mile run then, because I can, I just build up where you were at mile 40 when I saw you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I was out was Twin Lakes, right? Mm-hmm. The big aid station there, awesome. Highly suggested to anybody who's even remotely interested in ultra running. Like you had talked to me about Leadville for a while. And to go to Twin Lakes and just see that scene there. It's amazing, right? There's like thousand a thousand little canopies and just like I mean not a thousand, I might mean over I don't know though. There was a lot of There's people. There's a lot of people. There's people everywhere lining this the whole street for about probably like a half mile or a quarter mile um there's like food trucks and like i don't know man it was just so cool to just be there and i'm sitting there sorry we're doing this outside and there we go someone's catalytic converter got stolen (laughs) um this is the outdoor podcast outdoors (laughs) um and to see like all the people coming through and like, and it was cool for me because I was like, there was a lot of people I've talked to on the podcast that were there, which was really cool. But I was mostly excited to see you come in. So I'm, I'm sorry. S- no, 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 <laughs> you no, dude, you're a freaking champion, but you came in and I had talked to Julie before you came in your wife. And she said, he's having a little bit of a rough time, like at the previous aid stations or whatever and and you came in and i know you've said this so hopefully i'm not putting words in your mouth but it was probably like the lowest moment you've had in any of these races ever and i just i just didn't say a word because i was like my optimistic bullshit right now is not gonna go over well because some dude came over to you and like (laughs) i don't even know if you remember this but he like patted you on the back and he was just like you're looking good tim and he just like looked up at him and gave him the stare for like a brief second and just shook your head <laughs> and i was like yeah he's but i'm gonna be this is not me being like super enthusiastic chris or whatever i knew you were gonna get it done though 
I still knew because I was like, there's that dude just has like just the grit and resilience that is almost like super heroic. And I knew how much this whole thing meant to you. And to be that close, even though you're 60 miles away still, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I knew I was like, I, I had no doubt that you weren't going to get it done. I was like, this well, is a really low us. moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really low moment for him, but he's got this. And it was, dude, I mean, and then we'll get to all this and how you felt and everything. This is just from my perspective. But to see you get up, see Julie giving you a pep talk, see your son there just being like, just believing, believing in you. And then to see you get up with your coach, Hillary, and I've watched you guys walk down that like quarter mile of people. And the whole time she's just giving you this pep talk. And it was like one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen in ultra running. It was so cool, man. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and it was like, what are you cheering for? I'm cheering for Tim getting a pep talk. Like it's silly, but I was like very inspired in the moment. So yeah. Yeah. But lead us to yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, man. It was, you know, you hit, you hit low points in all of these races, and um, I think, you know, backing up to just like I ran this 10k, yeah. I was feeling good, like I slept all week, like Hillary's, you know, my coach is like, like, you know, what are you thinking? And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give it a go. Like I'm gonna run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out the gate like fairly aggressive and just try to get a good spot going around the lake. Yeah. And then I'm going to just kind of back off and like, just, it was like the same race strategy that I had in, in 2019 when I ran it in like 24 hours. And I was just like, I'm just going to run the same strategy, which was like a huge mistake, yeah. like a huge mistake. Cause I, um, I ran pretty aggressive for the first like five miles and, um, was was winded like similar to how I was in 19 and then um there's this little climb that's like called they call it mini power lines like just get you up to um turquoise lake which you go around to get to the first aid station and um like it was I was three or four steps up that climb and it was just super apparent that like all the load from the previous weekend was just all still in my legs like my hip flexors my legs like all of it um was just cashed like i was just like oh my gosh like i have no i have no power yeah like nothing and um so i spent like way too long feeling sorry for myself in that state of like i just felt like i felt awful i was like, eating i just felt like i felt terrible like i was yeah. barely like climbing like i just couldn't run the way i wanted to run because in your head you know if you just kind of like back it all off you're like i know i should be able to run better than this and i can't and yeah. it's, i'm only at mile 10 yeah um so i got i was just super frustrated and low uh in that space and there was not a whole lot that people were trying to speak life into me and and i just um i like Honestly, I can't even, I don't know why my headspace was so jacked up. Well, it was weird too, because but. I think everyone was trying to tell you like, yeah, dude, you ran, you did a mountain bike a week ago right. for a hundred miles. Like, of course your legs are just going to be shot. Right. But like logically it just wasn't 
going i mean i guess you could hear that logically but you know your body more better than anybody else yeah i don't like honestly it's 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 weird to like think about it now like it feels it feels kind of dumb really like i mean i was just like god i just like wallowed in my self-pity yeah and current state for for a long time for a long time and i got to twin lakes so i just i sucked it up and kind of like ran with a few people and then i got into i got into twin lakes and and just all of that like bottled up emotional garbage like honestly like just negative negative thought um just all like came out at twin lakes and i came down the hill and um and you were there like super positive chris like you always are and i was just like i can't I can't so, do my wife was like, I'm glad you were self-aware. I'm like, yeah, I was self-aware enough to know not to be like, Hey man, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> it was super hard. I sat yeah. in a chair. Um, I, sat I could just, I could tell you were in pain. Yeah, that was the thing that I was hurt. hard. And I it's hurt. hard to see that when it's your friend. And I can't imagine how Julie felt when it's like, and she's seen you there before probably, but I hurt, like I hurt, like my legs yeah. hurt, my hips hurt, um, my cardio system it felt like, you know, if you go out and you work out super hard for like a straight for a week straight and then you like go try to do something big, you know, yeah. on the weekend and you can't like really breathe. You feel like your your whole cardio system isn't responding the way yeah. like that's that's like how I felt. And then you're just like you're sitting there at Twin Lakes and you're looking to the south and you can just see this like 12,000 foot mountain. Literally, <laughs> you're, it's just overlooking. Twin it's Lakes. massive. And you're you have to go over it twice. Like I'm like, I've got to go over that thing. I've got to get all the way to Winfield. I got to turn around and I got to go back up over it. And you're not even halfway yet. No, and I'm like, I can't. Like, there's no way. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do this. Like, there's no way. Like, and I, um, th- like, really, the reason I got out of the chair was just to get away from, from all the people yeah. because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed um, from just crying for as long as I did, and um, I it was it was super like just the emotion of all of it. So like, I left because of that, and then um, I knew like in my twisted head i'm like i'm dropping out at winfield i have no crew at winfield i have nobody there telling me that i can't drop out at winfield and um all i gotta do is just make it 10 miles i gotta get over hope and i gotta just get to winfield and then i can just drop out yeah and no one can do anything and i shot julie a text to that effect from the top of hope pass because i had cell service and i shot her a text and was like hey sorry tell all my crew and all my friends i'm sorry i'm done like i'm dropping out at winfield yeah and um that was just how it was gonna be like no one you know i was like no one knows how bad i'm hurting and like i can't spin i've been spinning however long of this race like just being a baby about how bad i hurt but i really did hurt so i mean it was it was it was real but i was also like wallowing and like self-pity it's a weird like poetic thing where you're like i just have to get over hope and then I'll quit. <laughs> right. You know, like once I'm over, I don't even hope anymore. I'll be over it. Right. Then I'm going to just sit down and, and call it a day. And I'm done. And but, I'm you done. know, in and so there's you. You know better than anybody how much this whole event means to you, right? Yeah. But the second person in line for that is Julie. Yeah. Your wife. Yeah. She knows how much it means to you, too she's not in the same amount of pain that you're in. So she probably has like a different perception. And 
I don't know what talked you back into it. So you get over to Winfield and then you don't quit. Yeah. So the, the turning point, cause I mean, there's always like some sort of weird thing that happens, but, yeah. um, there's, there's two things like the race. I was super internally focused, right? Like everything was about, everything was about me. It was about me not performing as well as I wanted to. It was about me not having the race that I thought I would have. It's about me worried about other lead man athletes, like passing me on the course, like yeah. whatever it was. And I was just, you know, thinking about me. And then we got to the top of hope, like right after I texted Julie, I got to the top of hope and I saw Glenn from desert Rats yeah. photographing. And I like did a like <laughs> knife across my throat. Like, don't take my picture. And he was like, Whoa. And I was like, Nope, like <laughs> I'm done. Like, I don't want to picture me right before I quit, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That and makes we sense. crest hope pass and this storm rolls in like gnarly storm, like yeah. snow and sleet and these little ice pellets that are just nailing us. And, um, there are like probably 15 of us at the top of hope pass trying to get jackets on and trying to like take shelter. Cause it was super gnarly. And, I finally get my jacket on. I get like a little bit down the hill and there's another athlete that can't, um, he was like, help, like, yeah. can you help me? And I was like, yeah. And his, his fingers were so frozen. Yeah. And you he can't zip it. He couldn't zip his jacket. Yeah. He couldn't get out of his thing. So like I'm sitting there and I probably spent like three or four minutes helping him get his jacket on Yeah. and zipping it up. And then the two of us like made our way down below tree line. And so we were like helping each other, like just get cover yeah and then we spent kind of the journey back to winfield running together chatting about all kinds of stuff and then there were some other people blah 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 but um like i was about a mile from winfield and he's like how far are we you know how far are we are we close and i was like yeah we got about like a mile before the turn and then i was like whoa like i've been going for however long now like and i haven't been thinking about yeah myself and then I was like, I had a friend fly in from Mammoth to pace me. Like Julie gave up like however many weekends this summer. Like Mike has seen his dad training like for this thing. And, and I was just like, do I want Micah to just think like, oh yeah, like my dad like had a rough day and he dropped out. Yeah. All that stuff like went through my head. And I was just like, I'm feeling maybe a little bit better right now. Like, and it was like the snow, I don't know what it was. It just snapped me out of this like yeah. place. But all of a sudden it became about like kind of like everybody else. Like it was much less yeah. about like I was like, I can suffer for another however many hours. Um, like I just I want to make it worthwhile for for the people that are around me and um, and stuff. So I decided at that point, like I was like, I'm going to finish. And so I went to Winfield. I sat down, gave my pack to this guy to fill yeah. up my water, get me some food. And I, I sat there for half an hour. I had two and a half hours of like aid station time at yeah. this race. Like I would just sit down. Like once I decided that I was like, Oh, I'm just going to recover for a bit. I'm going to hang out, watch some TV. Like, get isn't back that off funny though? Like all like for probably hours and hours you were in your mind. You're like, I just got to get to Winfield. That's my destination. And then I'm done. And then as soon as the guy's like, Hey, it's only like, or you're like, Hey, it's only about a mile from here. You're like, Oh my God, it's only a mile away. Like, it's just a weird, Mm -hmm. it changed you're like oh a mile's not that bad maybe i can just sit there and recover i don't know right. it's just a strange thing yeah it's such a weird it's such a weird deal but you were alluding but. to earlier the dark side to competing is that the whole idea of like you're getting passed by other lead men athletes and 
now in your head you're a failure because they're passing you or something yeah i know yeah I don't, it's, it was just kind of all of that right like i knew i could run faster like yeah I was like i ran faster and i ran faster in 16 i ran faster yeah. in 19 i know i can do better than this like my good friend who i've been kind of like neck and neck with this whole lead man series is just like way ahead of me um like all of those like competitive things i had to like i had to let that stuff go because it wasn't serving me no well uh, yeah. you know i was like where i was at like that was the reality like you just gotta yeah gotta get yourself out of that and then how so and i know there was a series of texts from julie that you sent me that were i was inspired i, I think i texted you back i think i was like your wife's a badass dude yeah she was super <laughs> cool um i you know admittedly i didn't really read the text from her but um after the race it was just like no you're not gonna quit yeah. no you're not like you've yeah. been here before like you yeah. basically suck it up and tough love and yeah i went to some places where i was just like i'm so selfish like why am i doing this stuff and yeah. then to have her email me or text me that back i realized like oh i'm i'm not being selfish like she wants me to finish too yeah um and then yeah so i got back to i guess just like continuing the story i got back over um to twin lakes and like my friends are there and you get pacers at that point yeah. so um and then it was just kind of a journey a, a journey back i was wrecked like completely wrecked my hips were um my hips were like destroyed wrecked and i had this like weird right side lane going because my um my ankle and my i don't know what was going on honestly like i was just leaning over that like right trekking pole um basically the and whole it kept way getting back. more and more prominent as you went yeah like so bad and no one was saying like seth wasn't judging me like hillary yeah. wasn't judging me yeah. um i was just like cruising back and i had no idea how bad it was till i um literally we're going up the boulevard like um basically walking it in and i'm so leaned over that right pole i look like you've people have seen videos of yeah. like super old people like all like hunched over yeah. like barely making across the finish line i was like that was me you've seen ultra running videos like that though of yeah. all sorts of people though i have where it's just like i don't know but it's funny like hearing you describe it it makes sense to me that you're like no like it's not like one thing happened and now i'm just like lean to the side it's right. like it just slowly started happening because of like muscle well and you got to be you got to be careful because like that that sign i read a lot about it after the race because yeah. i was super nervous about it but um like mine was mine was muscular okay um which was just like my my hips just kept shifting to take load off of that the hip that was sore yeah but um it can be like an electrolyte imbalance in your brain so like it can be caused by like all kinds of different things so if you're like running with an athlete and they're super hunched over you got to make sure that they're like mentally mentally with it and not um not checking out because it could be like a sign of something more serious what? which in my case fortunately it wasn't yeah like i was i was coherent and i knew what was going on that's but, scary um, though it's super freaky super scary so wait yeah. electrolyte imbalance in the brain well, yeah, what like is your, that even, I mean, I get brain, what it it's means, like a mini, but it's like, a, it could be like a mini stroke, right? Whoa. Like you're like, you're just, or, um, I don't know. You can Google it. Like side. I, I feel like I don't want to Google this. No, it's like terrible. <laughs> they even know <laughs> about good. this altering stuff, but I look, it was super, I laughed about it with my buddy afterwards. Cause I was just like, I look like one of those old guys like <laughs> going across the finish line and people are like, Oh man, we're going to have to like Photoshop your, 
fin- it was just horrible. Like I was so self-conscious yeah. about it, man. Like, but how did you so feel like, besides the physical, like strangeness of that? Like, how did you, are you even able to comprehend or are you just too tired at that point? I had a, I didn't have a, like an emotional no i just got it done this year like i I did like at the expense of i kept joking around like i'm retired i'm retired but i had a lot i had a lot of and maybe still a little bit of like why what's the point yeah you know what's the point of like running 100 miles like i think it's a really privileged yeah conversation to have to be like oh i don't have enough like suffering in my life so i'm gonna go like intentionally put myself through this type of yeah event to see what it's like um like I haven't like fully wrestled with all that yet, but yeah. um, it was a it was a weird deal. I'm super super excited. Like I finished. I think it's I think it's amazing. But um, yeah, it was not. It was just so ugly. <laughs> like, it was so ugly. So when you're digging deep, almost digging deep to rediscover the why, when it's that hard. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, have a why, have a why. Like why are you doing this? You know that kind of thing. But then when it gets that hard, you're like, you almost have to like dig even deeper to find that thing, mm-hmm. you know, that'll just keep you going. Totally. Yeah. Did you, do you think um, you discovered that at all? Yeah. Or? Like when my, when my, um, when my focus shifted yeah. outwards, uh, it was, it was easier to find that because, you know, I realized that it was like my son was there, like for the first time, like crewing the whole thing. He stayed up all night. Like he yeah. was at every aid station, like speaking encouragement and life. And he's just like, dad, like it just sucks right now. Like just be where you're at. Like, yeah. Treat it like a long training day. Like he would say these like really <laughs> profound things that I was like, what? <laughs> um, but it's, like he'll remember this which is awesome right like he'll take that away like and then um and maybe somebody else that's like struggling in their next race will like hear this or i'll be able to share my story Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know what like it's not always pretty it's not always pretty but um it's there's something to be said for like you know quitting lasts forever it really does and um and sometimes you quit and you have to, and that's just where your limit is. And you realize like, that's where it's at. But, um, you know, I'm really glad that I didn't, I'm really glad I didn't quit because yeah. I, it, I almost did. And I've had those moments before of like, you know, feeling sorry for myself and almost quitting. But like, this was a, like, I was legitimately, this was like a whole new level. I just hurt. I hurt. I just yeah. was hurting like so bad. And I just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's a crazy deal, right? It's, it's like crazy. it's a course I ran. I, I know every inch of the course, like from training, and then yeah. you know from running it two other times, and um, just it was just such a different experience. Whole new experience, year. yeah. Yeah. What'd you get? What was the lead man thing? I got a cool axe. It's like an axe, like a pickaxe. Yeah. It's odd to the loot that you get from sign up for the whole series, right? Because you get the normal race gear, race swag. So you get tech tees from all the events. You get yeah. these medals from all the <laughs> yeah. events. You have your race number. Your whole wardrobe is now lead man stuff. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you get for, for the bike and the, for the bike and for the, um, for the run. Yeah. You get, there's buckles for both of those events. Plus there's a finisher jacket for both of those yeah. events. Plus your tech tee. <laughs> plus your, and then for doing the whole lead man thing, you get an axe and then they send you a, uh, a bike kit. That's like a lead man, like yeah. branded bike kit. Yeah. 
It's You're just, like, I don't even have to do anything for the next, like, dude, I don't have to go shopping years. for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm set, man. They need to start, like, giving out running shoes, and then you're, like, golden, you know? <laughs> That's amazing, man. But, well, um, yeah, dude, it was a sweet, sweet, sweet deal. And I was like, um, like, I'm glad I did it. It's it just, I don't, I can't imagine I'd do it again. Yeah. But, uh, who I knows? feel like the last two summers, you've had these epic summers, like, big time events really yeah. trained hard for them like and i hate i always hate asking like what are you gonna do next like i don't i don't like that question because i don't feel like it gives enough importance to what you have done but i also know you and i know that you really are exploring like the boundaries of like what you can do sure like sure. is there other things that you have on your list that you want to accomplish or I think we always have a goal. Yeah. Because really, ultimately, it's a lifestyle and it's about staying fit. And, yeah. And I do this stuff because it gives me, like, you know, an, another external thing to be scared of. And, like, I have to run because I'm, like, yeah. I've got something <laughs> on the calendar. But yeah. um, I'm going to do an early season. Um, I'm going to do the Bandera 100K in January, yeah. which is, like, first weekend of January. That'd be cool. Um, just traveling down there. I have a buddy that's, that's camping. So I'm going to camp with them and do yeah. that. Um, and then hopefully get, I'd, I'd love to get into Western States. I just kind of keep, keep trying to get into Western States. But, um, if I don't get in the Western States lottery, I'll do this hundred K. And then, um, I, I gotta be honest, like I want to have like an event a year maybe that I'm like training for, but I, um, I need to focus a little bit more on like my, like Mike is 10 years old. Like yeah. I want to spend more of my summers with him and the family. So yeah. I'll start doing earlier season. Yeah. Um, if I do a big race, I'll do them earlier season. I think like May, even yeah. though it's hard to train for them. And then you have the summer. Then I have the summer to hang out yeah, with my that makes sense. with my family and stuff. Yeah. So I I wanna I wanna somehow like rope them into like the the conversation and the training a little bit more than I am right now. So yeah. that was that was maybe a result of Leadville this year. Is is just I um, I felt like I was gone a little bit too much and I wanted to spend a little bit more time with them, yeah. uh, this year. So, yeah, man, yeah. that's the hard part. I mean, that's the, the part that is tricky as dads. Cause it's like, there's this weird balance where like, if I'm going out and I'm seeking my goals and I'm showing my kids like, Hey, when you're, when you're like a, a grown up, you can set goals and you can go after them and you can achieve them. And that's like this amazing thing for them to realize you know, mm -hmm. and if you're you're the example that they look to um, and then there's the weird balance of like, I want to do that. And I also don't want it to take away from time. Like, I don't know. It's right. just it's this hard balance that I'm sure like every parent who is an endurance racer or has these big lofty adventures planned like all of us go through. Well, that. it's the advantage to be in just an amateur like every yeah. day, like not on the podium type athlete yeah. like you we we choose to do this stuff because it's a lifestyle and we enjoy the community and like really it is all about the community like i'll go yeah. i'll go do the leadville 100 again like i have no doubt at some point in my life but because i just love the people yeah and um i love the energy up there but it's there's more to it than that and um and it's getting harder and harder, like the older, especially the older my son gets and just more, I mean, he's, he's super fun and we, we yeah. can go camping and like do stuff that he just hasn't been able to do before. Yeah. So, um, like 
it'll always be part of my lifestyle like riding bikes and running and, and stuff like that but yeah, yeah to, to your point i mean you're you've got three kids like crazy i mean yeah the amount of like just to keep on top of it dude just to know? like somehow desperately keep my house like 40 percent clean right <laughs> totally like, yeah or like feel pretty good make food every night you're like oh i have to make dinner again again <laughs> didn't i just do this yeah no man yeah. that's amazing well so okay so what's one if you had to boil down all of lead man this is a really hard question so apologies yeah. if you had to boil all of lead man down don't do it into <laughs> one thought that you are leaving with mm. where you you did this whole event and it all culminated into this one idea and now you get to keep that idea like you get all the race swag and you get the buckles and all the cool pickaxe. Like that's all great. But in the like weird trophy case of Tim in your brain, you get to keep this one thought and idea about yourself. What, what would be something that would qualify for that? Um, jeez, uh, man. Yeah. I'm going deep. Mic drop. Boom. See ya. <laughs> That's, That's the end of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Only you... a mic drop if I can answer that question. <laughs> I've got True. maybe I've got maybe two. It's a terrible mic drop if you can't answer the question. Well, maybe, if you just uh, like looked at me and you're just like, That's a dumb question. <laughs> okay, so there's two two big ideas. <laughs> two big ideas. Okay. Number one for like a um number one for something that I wanna be able to incorporate into like my training and, and all that stuff is um, is being more externally focused. Yeah. So if if I can find ways to externally focus my current state and um, figure out like how that pours life into other people. Yeah. Then um, I think that would be something super cool, not only for just training, but just for life in general. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're going through a hard time. And if like my my mother um, would, was just like a master at that, like she was just going through all kinds of stuff and she was able to like just give and give and give and, and yeah. focus on others. So yeah. um, like I'd like to get to a place where I just do that more naturally. Yeah. And then um the second thing that I've been thinking a lot about um it doesn't just relate to training but just like work and life and stuff like that is how can I not derive meaning from running or d derive identity or meaning from running or from work or from whatever that is and more how can I bring meaning to running? Mm -hmm. How can I bring meaning to my job? How can I so how can I like just pour into that? Yeah. Regardless of like what it is that I do and what hat that I wear. So I've been like thinking a lot about, um, what does that look like? Like I've done a lot of cool stuff and I have, you know, cool medals and, and stuff from like all the stuff I've done, but like, how can I not get to a place where I'm like deriving identity and meaning from that? And yeah. I'm, and I'm better able to like, just pour meaning into that, whether that's getting new people into the sport, whether yeah. that's, um, just building on the cool community that we already have in our 5 a.m. runs that we yeah. do at North Table. Um, I'd love to be able to, in the time that I've got left on the planet, like being able to do this stuff. I'd like to like to bring some meaning to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, man. Dude, so, that's amazing. I yeah. love it. That was a great answer. Mic drop. Okay. Boom. Thank you. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for inspiring me. Like I said, I that was... I left that weekend being incredibly 
inspired and grateful that I got a witness. I'm glad you were there. It yeah. was awesome. I'm sorry man. I was a jerk. <laughs> you weren't a jerk at all. <laughs> that was the thing. You can be like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, for what? Like, <laughs> you, like nothing. There's no mm. problem at all doing like you know it was raw it was raw <laughs> it, was it was good to see you should yeah. be like you're welcome yeah. i showed you how raw this this it was the most get. vulnerable i've ever been <laughs> totally. so um yeah, but yeah fun, man yeah. thanks for coming on where can people yeah. kind of like uh follow your adventures and and stuff if you want to inspire uh you? just on instagram i have like i said i haven't been like super active yeah. on that but um just uh it's it's b it's b stoked b-s-t-o-k-d yep um it's probably the best way to reach out and um and uh and follow along nice. so oh and then last thing let's build up joel again for a second because eventually i want to get him on the podcast but if we build him up now as like this legend yes. it's going to be like a big deal in the future right he is legendary yeah yeah i don't know how i'm trying like, to long hair he has great puns he is super punny <laughs> Is that building someone up? Someone's like, oh my God, guys, we got to tune in when this guy comes on with great puns. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't, it's, yeah, he will be the guy that's just like out in the middle of nowhere for no credit. He Really? Yeah. 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 Literally, the credit is me and you on Wednesday mornings. Like, Joel, what'd you do this weekend? He's like, oh, I ran like 40 mile loop in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. By, I saw one other person. Yeah, he went the weekend you were gone, him and I were running. Yeah. I was just like, what'd you do this weekend? And he's like, oh, I went for this backpack loop in the middle. Like, it was just like that. I went with the dog and I went on a like 30 mile like backpack thing and he saw one other person. And the person that he saw was at the trailhead saying, hey, be careful because 300 yards down there, I just saw a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, weren't you scared? Like, and he goes, yeah, it was a little scary. It was a little quiet. Like camping in the middle of the forest like by yeah. yourself? Yeah, that's not me. But that's just Joel. I love Joel. He's, he's an amazing the, he's guy. He's the best. But yeah. All right, man. Uh, yeah, dude. We're going to wrap it up. So uh, we'll, have right, to get, we'll get back at you again soon. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get, get Micah on talking about his adventures. That'd we got to get Micah on because he got film credit in our movie. True. He yeah. is. He's a baller, man. Yeah, man. That little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. There you have it. That wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. A huge thanks to Tim for coming on the show. And really, like in my life, thank you for Tim for being uh, a running buddy pretty much every Wednesday morning, even though he totally missed this week. So I'm going to give him crap about it on the podcast. I'm just kidding. He had work. Uh, but Anyways, uh, that is honestly one of the most enjoyable parts of my week is running a mountain in the complete dark uh, with a couple buddies uh, at five in the morning. And it's just an absolute blast. And it's just a really good excuse to start your day up on the trails. And that is where I find a lot of joy. I find a lot of happiness. And I, I really enjoy trail running by myself sometimes when I can get into my head. Uh, work out some stuff I've been thinking about or even just completely zone out listen to a podcast or something like that one earbud don't be a two earbudded person you know what I'm saying but uh but yeah I really also enjoy going out with friends though and just chatting probably chatting their ear off at 5 a.m like honestly what you just witnessed of our conversation together is pretty much on par for 
what happens at 5 a.m. <laughs> every Wednesday, uh, which I am self-aware enough to be like, oh, man, I am way too chatty at 5, five in the morning. Uh, but I will say it, it, this episode was really meaningful to me because when I went to Leadville, I got to witness and experience an amazing guy go through an incredibly difficult time and granted it was self-inflicted because he signed up for Leadman himself he made that decision you always have that in the back of your mind like you chose to do this and you're lucky enough to get to do this um but he also chose to keep going when he could have easily chose to quit um I think that is something that is this practice and this battle that you get to have when you go out for a run, whether it's, you know, a three mile run or a 10 mile or a long run on the weekends, or it's a hundred mile run, you get to have this battle as to whether or not you're going to keep going or in the shorter distances, you get to have the battle of, am I going to keep this pace? Right? Cause if you're pushing, there's always something in the back of your head. That's like, you can slow down. Like you're going to be okay. And I'm sure when Tim was sitting there, head in hands, which by the way, is the podcast cover that I'm putting on this episode. So you're going to see that picture. And that was the moment where he was struck. That was the moment we talked a lot about in this show. Um, but when you're having that moment, you get to decide and you get to have this, this kind of battle with yourself. And ultimately it's practice. Do you want to keep going on the things that you're passionate about, even when it gets hard, especially when it gets hard? Um, it's really, really cool. It was really, really inspiring. Like it gives me chills even to think back to the moment he stood up and started walking down that, like, like basically like tunnel of people with, you see this tunnel of people. And then in the distance, you just see hope pass, which, you know, he's going to have to climb and to watch him do that was, was really, uh, something that gives me chills to this day it was awesome it was one of the more impressive and inspiring athletic things that i've i've witnessed um which is really cool especially in ultra running um along with that idea of being a, a spectator uh tim was also involved in our film uh, a long way from nowhere um which this saturday i'm super excited we're having a screening for all of the desert racers uh, the people who helped make the film, um, it's going to be like, I was talking to my, one of my classes about this, like when you picture a goal, like visualizing it and you're visualizing what you're going to do, but also what it's going to feel like, um, when I was for the last two years, when we, I was picturing making this film, uh, I was picturing all of us, all of us as a Deseret family all of us as a community, all of the people who helped make the film um, and who collaborated and added bits of themselves in, which we'll get into at some point in the future. I'm sure we'll do an episode about it. Um, but I was picturing all of us together eating popcorn, you know, just sitting there eating popcorn and looking at each other and be like, dude, this thing in front of us, that wouldn't even exist without us. 
that's messed up, man. <laughs> uh, and like high-fiving and, and just seeing something that wouldn't have existed without everyone involves uh, effort and also just heart and soul that they put into it. Um, and I'm so excited. Saturday is going to be so much fun. It's going to be a celebration. Um, and I just cannot wait. Also, side note, if you donated uh, to our Indiegogo campaign way back when, expect an email Saturday with uh, some special stuff in it. Um, that'll be super fun. Uh, so that wraps it up. Uh, huge thanks to Tim. We'll be back next week. We're going to be sitting down talking with Becca J. She's an amazing, outstanding ultra runner um, and coach and uh, mom and adventurer and mountain climber and all of this stuff. And I'm so excited to share that episode with you. All right. Uh, we will get back at you next week.